Welcome back to another Edge God In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge God In to your mind, your will, and those crazy emotions. Edge God In's mission is to champion your human potential in Christ. It's the voice of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project. You can find more information about both of these areas of ministry. Edge God In podcast, all of the podcasts, over 200 now, are located at edgegodin.com. You can also uh, sign up to receive them on the various uh, media platforms that you can receive your podcasts on the podcast apps as well. And in addition to that, with each podcast, I just wanted to, to make sure you're aware that the scriptures that we use in that podcast are listed under the title of, of that specific podcast, whichever podcast you're listening to, along with a one sheet that you can download and print out and capture your learnings to transfer your one to three things, which you'll often hear me say in adult education with an hour of content, the mind can really only effectively grasp one to three things and and really transfer them into our behavior and and into our lives, our daily lives, as the Holy Spirit is masterful at doing when we're attentive and we're listening to the directives. However, it does take effort on our part in terms of pausing and writing down what are those, what are those one to three things, Holy Spirit, that you desire for me to take away from this? I'm spending time listening to this teaching. And what would you have me take into my life to draw me closer to you so that I can stay on mission for you? And the one sheet is designed to help you think through that. There's five different directives on that one sheet, and that's listed. The download for that is listed under every pod podcast at edgegodin.com. We've gotten feedback. There are several groups that are meeting and taking a few of the topics or a series that we've done. We've done a, several different series, Emotional Intelligence and Christ. We've done the DISC series and Emotional Intelligence in Christ series. We've done Don't Waste Your Suffering, three different series. Johnny Erickson Tata was on that as well. Doug Maza, myself, that's another series. And using it as a Bible study, small group Bible study. So feel free to do so. And happy to hear that you're, you're utilizing the uh, scripture teachings to transform your lives. We're meant to work in community as well and keep each other accountable. The Emotional Intelligence in Christ project, the mission for that is to create learning systems that lead to the experience of God's love. Edge God In is one of those learning systems as the podcast. Truly, our intention is that every time you listen to one of these podcasts, that you encounter the love of God, as well as an awareness of how much he adores you right where you were at. You were created in, in his image for his purposes. And he loves you enough not to leave you there, which is why we invite you to ask the Holy Spirit before each one of these podcasts to really lean in and ask Holy Spirit, what would you have me take from this so that I can experience your love more profoundly today than yesterday? So the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project offers many different learning systems that are designed to promote the experience of your encounter with God's love, which empowers you to manage your emotions and behaviors. Wow. Those are uh, 
in, incredible uh, expressions and they can go before us or against us, our emotions and our behaviors. And, and our goal is to become the boss of them with the help of the Holy Spirit so that we glorify God. And you can find out more information on the Emotional Intelligence in Christ Project at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. We have assessments. We have six week a six-week study guide. We've been hearing some great feedback on that on groups that have been taking the six-week study guide as well as individually. We've got our our, our main book, Emotional Intelligence in Christ, that gives you uh, just a, an overview of the four different phases and, and application. It's an interactive book for application as well as the course. We're still offering the 50% discount on the course. Please use the EIC 2023, EIC 2023 code at checkout for that. So that's just an overview for you on some support resources. Today's title is one that perhaps you can relate to. Uh, I know myself, I'm constantly encountering the prison, right? Whether it be the prison of my strong emotions, uh, inability to recover quickly after being bumped, fears of the future, regrets of the past. There's, There's plenty of fodder out there that Satan can use to spin you out of emotional intelligence in Christ. And today's topic is entitled, God is your chain breaker and way maker. There've been a couple songs made on those two phrases. God is your chain breaker and way maker. The learning objective at the end of today's podcast is that you will learn from Peter's imprisonment and his release on how to break the chains that bind you in life and how to walk in the freedom of Jesus by listening to his directives. So follow me with this, but first and foremost, let's invite the Holy Spirit to guide our time together. Sweet Jesus, we just thank you for thinking of us today. We know that if you were to cease to think of us, we would cease to exist. So we come to you with profound gratitude in our hearts. Thank you for the ability to choose you. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for scooping us out of our own selfishness, which you know only brings darkness within us and unhappiness. We also know, Lord, that your joy within us is our strength. And joy comes from union with you. It's much different than happiness. Joy comes from union with you. And so we ask, Lord, that you would be closer to guiding us today, that you would wake us up, rather, to being aware of your guidance, your directives in our lives today, because you're constantly guiding us, and we thank you for that. Help us to hear your voice and respond quicker today than yesterday, and give us the grace of victory over strong emotions that hijack us into imprisonment of offense, worry, doubt, fears, Whatever it is that we're bringing today, Lord, we lay at your feet. Set us free, Lord. It is for freedom that you have set us free. Give us the grace to stand firm and not allow ourselves to be burdened by the yoke of slavery. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peter was thrown in prison in Acts chapter 12, 1 through 18. He was thrown in prison for preaching the word. He was bound with two chains and sleeping between two soldiers. So just get an image of that for a moment. He was thrown in prison for preaching the word, and he was bound with two chains 
sleeping between two soldiers, and there was actually guards as well. So there was three different things that weren't working in his favor. Metaphorically, what are your chains that are binding you today? That are, that are holding you captive today? Think about that for a moment. What is it for you today in our school that is imprisoning you? Fear? Self-doubt? Perhaps worry? Scarcity thinking? What about judgment of yourself or another person? Lack of forgiveness for yourself or another person. Pride, greed, selfishness, offense. Perhaps it's anger that's imprisoning you today. You feel offended, overlooked, unseen. Maybe it's loneliness or an illness, emotional overwhelm. Perhaps it's grief, sadness, or maybe despair. Lack of faith, hope, or love. There are many different expressions that the flesh clings to that robs us from the joy of the Lord. Remember, the joy of the Lord is union with God. Satan's number one desire for you, my friend, and me, is to separate you from that awareness of how much God loves you. The two soldiers and the guards, and the, it, there was actually two soldiers and one guard at the door, can represent the oppression of Satan in Acts 12, 1 through 18, who is diligently making sure you remain bound in your chains. That's his number one job. Peter fell asleep in the midst of this scene which is an interesting response and one that, that is also available to us. Peter fell asleep in the midst of this scene, similar to Jesus sleeping in the boat when the disciples were in despair and fear because of the surrounding storm in Matthew 8, uh, 23 through 27. Peter, in prison, between chained and between two guards, Two two guards and, and one at the door had enough faith. He had enough trust to actually fall asleep. Perhaps his last phrase before falling asleep is, Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything, which is a phrase that, that we've used and made a whole podcast out of it. Jesus, I trust in you. You take care of everything. Living in that state of ultimate surrender. And trust. Without faith, my friends, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6. Because anyone that comes to him, two things here in this verse, you must believe that he exists. And you also must believe that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So obviously, Peter was believing both of those in the moment, so much so that he was able to be so relaxed <laughs> in prison that he was actually taking a nap, trusting that God was gonna, going to deliver him. Now, where are you with that on a scale from one to 10, with whatever you're going through right now? 
Are you able to sleep well? How deep is your sleep? How broad is your surrender? And complete is your surrender. Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take care of everything. It's a great phrase to store in your mind and speak back to the chains that, that try to bind you. So believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him, earnestly seek him. God sent his angel to deliver Peter, and he does the same for us. He sent this angel, come with me on this scene and, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to make this scene come alive in your mind because it's very powerful. So picture Peter asleep between two guards and one soldier at the door and chained. He's sleeping. God sends his angel to deliver Peter from bondage. Now listen closely to how this deliverance rolled out. The angel appeared suddenly. <laughs> That's a key word that we might overlook in this verse. Suddenly the angel appeared. In an instant, there was no lag time. An angel of the Lord appeared and light shone in the cell. What can we learn from this little nugget from this story. Suddenly, an angel appeared, and the light shone in the cell. Perhaps it's this. When God comes to us according to his good will and purposes, there is no lag time for deliverance. The deliverance is now. As it was for the woman at the well, the paralyzed man at the pool of Bethesda. When Jesus stepped in on that scene, that was it. Pick up your mat. There was no lag time. The woman who had been bleeding for 18 years, no lag time. The 10 lepers. Lazarus, who was in the tomb for four days. The two blind men. The man with the shriveled hand. Jesus didn't see him and say, hey, uh, you know, put this ointment on it for a couple months and perhaps that'll help it. Stretch out your hand. Pick up your mat. Is there anyone here to condemn you? The woman caught in adultery. The little girl who died, rise up and was brought back to life. When the timing of the power of God enters our bondage in life, my friends, healing and freedom come suddenly, just as the angel came suddenly, in the midst of Peter's chains and imprisonment. In an instant, Acts 12, 7, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. Then the specific directives, and this is the part I invite you to lean into this reality because it is true for us today and our lack of faith blocks us from hearing the directives of God. Today is an invitation to increase your faith that God is directing you. Simply ask, seek, knock, and listen. And ask him to help you, to help me to listen to you more today, dear God, than yesterday. So this is how the directives rolled out for Peter. Suddenly, the angel appeared. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, get up quickly right? There's an urgency when God steps in on the scene and the chains fell off his wrist. So the chains didn't just fall off his list and lip wrists. And then he got up quickly. The directive, get up quickly. Obviously Peter listened. And when he did, the chains fell off. 
So this is this is a key learning opportunity for us. When God calls us to do something, do it quickly. And then the grace steps in to relieve us of the bondage, the chains. Forgive that person. Let go of that. That's not yours. Don't touch that. You'll get burnt if you do that. Step away. Pull in. Take a breath. These are all directives that God, God gives us throughout our lives. It's not written specifically. It's, he says, get, get up quickly, and the chains fell off his wrist. It's not, it's not written, yet we can assume that Peter heard, listened, and followed the directive with action, which led to the chains falling off. When the Holy Spirit gives you a directive, pray. Respond quickly. Respond very quickly. Whether or not you hear a directive, yet you feel something stirring in your heart, give yourself the space to seek the wisdom. Pray, forgive someone, give generously, spend time, listen, help this person, reach out, rescue um, somebody in need, accept God's love, receive his forgiveness, his peace. Those are all directives. Know you're forgiven. Know that as far as the East is from the West, he's forgiving you. When you repent of your sins and turn away from them and toward God, listen and follow the guidance with action. This, my friends, is obedience. No questions asked because you say so. And what's interesting, as Peter said in response to Jesus' directive, cast your net or cast out into the deep waters. That was a directive. Peter had been fishing all night long. He was exhausted. And then he encounters Jesus who says, mm, nope, we're not done with that scene yet, which he often says to us, often says to us. And so he said to Peter, hey, cast out into the deep water. Peter was resistant at first. And then because Jesus initiated the directive, do this, he said, ah, I don't want to do this, but because you say so, Lord, because the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords said so, I'll do it. Our obedience to his directives, his word, leads to our deliverance, our blessings, and our freedom. Our deliverance, our blessings, and our freedom. So the first thing is the angel spoke, the light came in, stand up, the chains came off. Second, the angel said to Peter, fasten your belt and put on your sandals. So I, I'm, I'm pausing on these directives because these are very specific directives, my friends. It's not just like, okay, now you figure out how you got to get out of this mess that you got yourself into. When we're surrendering all to God, we it's, it's Hebrews 11.6 come to life. That he blesses those who earnestly seek him. We believe he exists and he gives favor to those who earnestly seek him and listen to him. And he's very clear, fasten your belt, put on your sandals, Ephesians chapter six, helmet of salvation, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness. So, so he's, he's basically saying, he, and Peter did this immediately, basically armor up for you are about to see the power of God in action. Third thing that happened, directive, 
Then the angel said, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. So first stand up, chains fell off, put your shoes on, put your, put your belt on. Third thing, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. So he was very specific about what to do and when to do it. Peter just kept following. Peter went out and followed him. At this point, Peter didn't even realize what was happening. And he didn't even know it was real. He thought it was a vision, understandably so, yet he was obedient. Many times when the Lord directs us to do certain things, we don't understand the full picture, right? And the impact of the mighty work God is accomplishing through our obedience. Lord, I don't understand why this is happening. And I'm also going to choose to trust you because you are a good God. And that, my friends, is obedience. When I went through advanced cancer and was diagnosed with advanced cancer one week prior to my final divorce court date, by the grace of God, one of my first responses was throwing myself on the floor, crying out to God and saying, you are going to have to carry me through this and I will listen very carefully to every directive because I've come to the end of myself and I have nothing but you. And I trust that I will see your mighty work and your power in my life. When we respond to those things that they don't make sense to us, and even as Peter was walking out, it didn't make sense to that him, the mighty work that God was accomplishing through his obedience. Our choice to follow, even though we don't understand what's happening or why God would ask us to do what he has, but God knows the ultimate purpose. And as we surrender to the directives of God more today than yesterday, it will become clear to us in his timing, which was the case for Peter as he cast his net on the into the deep. So, and then also at the end in, in uh, John 21, at the end of uh, the boat, he caught so many fish, he couldn't haul it in that time and the other time. Jesus first called him to follow him, his disciple, which is interesting. He met Peter in his profession. God meets us right where we're at. He meets you, my friend. Desires to meet you right where you're at. Be attentive and ask him, is this where you want me to be? How do you want to bless me, Lord, for your glory? Because I want to go where you want me to go. Give me the directives. I, want to be, I will be obedient. I will continue to surrender myself to you and declare, Jesus, I trust in you. You take care of everything. Jesus first called Peter to follow him as his disciple. And then again, John 21, 5 through 14, after his death and resurrection, when, after Peter denied him three times, right? After three times, Peter denied him. Uh, Peter went back to doing what he was familiar with, which we often grab, gravitate toward what's familiar. So many times when God's delivered us from something, we've got to be very vigilant to stand firm in, in uh, prayer, surrender, scriptures, because the devil prowls around uh, trying to get us hijacked back into that familiar pattern of behavior. So Peter knows fishing. He goes out fishing, even though Jesus declared at his calling, you're going to be fishermen of men. But no, even after his death and resurrection, he went back to fishing for fish. And so Jesus is like, all right, got to come around again on this one. I got to re-enroll you in earth school, which he often does with us. <laughs> we don't pass those earth school classes. We are re-enrolled, my friends. And this time, 
the disciples pulled in 153 fish. And just a little side note on this, 153, the Jews used the alphabet with numbers, by the way, 153. 153 is translated to I am God in Hebrew. It is Ani Elohim. Ani is 61, comes to 61, the count of 61, and Elohim comes to 92. When you add those two together, it is translated 153 means I am God. Why is this important? This is how God responded to Moses. Who do you say sent me? I am God. So he knows that Peter needs that directive, that piece of information to remember who's calling him, the one who calls him his faithful, so he can leave his fishing of fish and follow him to catch men. God is calling him. And Jesus is right there letting him know that with 153 fish caught. I am God. Do not forget that. And that's a message to us today. Don't forget. God is God. And he's got your back. And now as we read in the book of Acts, after they passed the first and second guard, when Jesus leads you out of, out of bondage, by the way, you will pass by the demons that wanted to keep you in chains without harm, just as Peter was led past the guards, metaphorically. Look at it that way. They came to the iron gate leading into the city. It opened by itself, its own accord. And they went outside and walked along the, the lane. Then suddenly the angel left him, right? God does not leave us until he gets us to, into the position and gets us on our way. It's like if you're teaching your child how to ride a bike, you're not going to just barely run alongside of them to get them going. You're going to run alongside of them as long as you need to and until you know they've got their balance and they're going to take off. God does the same for us, my friends. And so the angel left him suddenly. Then Peter came to himself and said, now I'm sure that the Lord has sent his angels to rescue me. So then, then the reality came in. God is our deliverer. As we hear his word in our lives, listen to it, and quickly respond with obedience, we wake up, our chains fall off, the iron gates open, and we are led to freedom. What does this look like with other scriptures? Let's take an example from Ephesians 2.10, where it is God who works within us, both to will and to act according to his good purposes. If you are feeling chained to a lack of purpose today in your life, listen to his word and respond, Lord, I know you were working, and this is how we pray the scriptures. So we're praying, we're praying in the scriptures of Ephesians 2.10, Lord, I know you are working within me to do your will and to act on my behalf as you lead me to do your good purposes, which you have prepared in advance for me to do. So I will be obedient. Even in the small daily tasks, dear God, help me to be obedient and attentive to your voice to give me specific directives as you gave Peter 
to lead me out of bondage from this lack of purpose and hope into your power and your purpose. My friends, what are your chains today? Explore specific scriptures that speak to those chains. I listed possible change, chains in the beginning of this podcast. You can go back and listen to that list. Ask for that discernment because clarity of focus leads to accuracy of response. With any delivery program, deliverance program, the first step is acknowledgement. My name is Lauren, and I'm really dealing with self-doubt and lack of confidence. Lord, these are two chains that I desire to be free from. Look up the scriptures, and as Jesus did to the devil in the desert, talk back. Don't pick it up. Don't give it free rent, as we talked to in our last podcast about stress. And don't take the bait. If you didn't listen to the podcast from last time, highly recommend you check that out. Of the bait of Satan. Don't bite. So look up those scriptures and talk back to the chains in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and listen and respond with the strength of the Holy Spirit within you to the directives in his word. Do not touch, do not taste. Ah, that's, that's destined to perish with use. You're not the opinions of others. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. What are you doing? Messing around with your own power and might. You'll come to the end of yourself very quickly. I am your strength, and I'm setting before you today life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you can live, love me, and follow my commands. And my commands are not heavy, by the way. Love one another as I have loved you. Use those directives in the word and pray those over your life. So for your earth school practice, I'm going to invite you to read again. I asked you a couple months ago to read this, yet it's on my heart to read it again myself, so perhaps this could be helpful for you. Psalm 37, the first nine verses. Write down all of the directives that you read in Psalm 37. Fret not. Delight yourself in the Lord. Delight. Fret not. Write down all of those directives and pray for the grace to live them out daily for the next two weeks. And invite in the transforming power of God's love, guidance, and grace, as well as his direction to guide you out of your chains and move you past the guards and the gate. What God has done for Peter, my friend, he will now do for you and more. Keep in mind Hebrews 11.6, the power of Hebrews 11.6. To be able to remember anyone that comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him, earnestly seek him. He desires to suddenly free you from your chains. Invite him in to do so. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Free us from our chains. From the shackles. From the iron gate. 
from the guards that hold us back to the fullness of life that you died to give us. You have given us the ability to run and not grow weary, to walk and not faint. You have given us the ability to do all things through the strength of Christ within us. I've witnessed this firsthand, Lord, as you delivered me through advanced cancer and divorce. You are faithful. You have always been faithful. It is your name. Whatever you call us to, you will give us the strength to do it. So I pray for every listener that's tuning in today, whatever it is that they're going through, give them the strength and the power and the might to stand up and experience the chains falling off, as well as to be able to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to respond to your directives. Walk this way. Follow me. Don't look to the right or the left. Follow me, and I'll get you back on the lane, the lane of life that I have prepared for you to travel. Thank you, Jesus, for our victory. We love you so much. Have your way with us and override us when we forget that we belong to you for your glory. In your most precious name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Give them heaven out there, my friends. There is enough of the darkness closing in. Be that city set on a hill and shine for Christ. Know that he adores you. If you haven't accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, simply pause for a moment. Just breathe in the power of God's love for you and exhale any restriction to that. And simply invite, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me for my sin. Give me the grace to turn away from everything that prevents me from union with you. I'm sorry, Lord. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I give to you my heart. Come into my life. I open the door. Be the Lord of my life. Thank you for hearing my prayers. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're not meant to do this life alone, my friends. So if you're hearing this invitation for the first time, connect to a church that is spirit-filled and committed to spreading the gospel message of Christ and edifying the people that are entrusted to its care. God adores you, and that will never change. Enjoy your gift of life, and I, I look forward to our next podcast. God bless you.